0: long gone what's up chris today is tuesday you're listening to this on wednesday um it's another beautiful sunny day here in glendale it's been a busy day already I've, I've, there's a lot has already happened and i've also completed nothing so it's a standard day for TJ. Over if here. you
1: if you wouldn't have been texting me all morning trying to decide if you should switch your um, handles from them jeans to them jeans dot eth, then we wouldn't have this problem. There was a lot <laughs> Look, of
0: <laughs> your ass just found out what that meant, and you wanted to make a joke about it. Very cool, Chris. No, no,
1: no. I, unfortunately, I do know what it means. That doesn't make me have any interest in it. But what I do have interest in, Jason, is is legendary uh, seven-time Super Bowl winner uh, Tom Bracey has retired from the NFL.
0: I'd love to know how this is something that you care about, Chris. Other than the fact that he's a white champion, I don't really know how (laughs) this really does anything for you. I don't know how it moves the – Move the chains, to use a football term, Chris.
1: Look, as a guy who consistently gets first downs in life, it's not really that difficult to see oh, the, the three-line for me and Brazy. No, the only reason I care about this is God. because... First
0: downs in life? <laughs> <laughs> flag on the play. There's Ten-yard penalty, fourth down.
1: There was a flag on that play. I apologize. Uh dumbassness on the offense. Um, no, so what I like about Tom Brady is he had that private doctor. and. Okay. They were on some twisted ass shit.
0: Like that one doctor for like the, the women's gymnastics team, like that kind of vibe.
1: No, no, like blood doping, like eating wild, like I'm only eating cabbage for six months, like weird, weird <laughs> shit. But I'm thinking. Okay, I did
0: not know about any of this.
1: He calls himself a body coach, AG underscore TB12 on Instagram. He said on his post, he said, currently updating my resume. Anyone out there looking for a body coach, winky face emoji. Ooh. I. Am looking for a body coach. Do you think I can afford Tom Brady's personal body coach?
0: You know, you, like you said before, you only score first downs in life, but. I feel like Tom was probably paying him more money than you might be able to afford. No offense, no shots. You know what I mean? You're my bro.
1: I know, I know. Do you, but do you think there's a world in which this doctor is looking to take on a young up-and-comer and mold him into the next brace?
0: You are older than Tom Brady, but I think that is, <laughs> there is a possibility that you could be right, yeah.
1: It doesn't make me less of an up-and-comer, Jason, that we can up-and-come <laughs> Up-and-coming in
0: what? <laughs> Up-and-coming. No, actually Tom Brady is damn, Tom Brady is 44. I didn't no, he was that old. Damn. That's
1: why people care about him, bro. That's why he's so impressive is because he's used. Damn,
0: I'm old. Nobody cares about me. That's
1: because you haven't won anything and you also don't use steroids in a way that is that this impressive.
0: I've won a lot of stuff. Not a, not a, as much of it has got the kind of national, bro. You didn't even, you didn't, you nice.
1: didn't even win an LA weekly best local DJ poll. Don't do that.
0: That's wrong. I placed, <laughs> I placed. <laughs>
1: you were honorable mention.
0: Look, a lot of us, a lot of us didn't get rings that year. And that's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That 10 years. A lot of us didn't get rings that 10 years. So I Uh, I understand. No, 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 no. I I made it. That's the only reason that the brazy stuff has affected me at all. But I mean, I don't think that like he's retiring after a loss, which I think most people do. But
0: (laughs) yeah, that's right.
1: You know, I think it's cooler to go out on top. You know, after I win a Super Bowl, I'm walking off. I'm going straight to Disneyland. I'm taking Giselle and my three kids with me. We're obviously going to pray first.
0: Yeah, but he he's already. I mean, how many rings does he have? He has a bunch of rings, right?
1: Literally seven, but still, I I don't think I think it, he should have quit after he won the seventh versus losing the eighth. You know what I mean? Is what I'm saying.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. So he should have known. He should have had a time machine to predict which games he was going to win and lose. And then, well, no,
1: Jason, I know I confused you by saying losing an eighth because I think you thought that was the weed that's in the in between the seats and the Nissan. <laughs> but I, I was I was talking about the I was talking about hmm. the Super Bowl. Right, you were talking
0: about the Super Bowl. So. He he should have known which game he was going to lose, and then not even try. No, no,
1: Jason, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you're 44 years old, you know that the clock is a ticking, uh-huh. and you won seven. Maybe just you know you had to switch teams. You're living in Tampa Bay now, which works out for you mm-hmm. because you're a, a Trump guy. But you should still probably. So how?
0: So so the Chris Black rule of thumb for when to call it. Wait till you get seven.
1: No, no, no. Wait till you're on the at the absolute peak, and your body's starting to break down, and then exit quietly.
0: Well, you know, I think this is a thing that people have been wrestling with for decades, if not centuries, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's because there's no real right answer to a scenario problem like this. You know how do you how do you put yourself into the mind and nay heart of a champion? You know how we got Rafa. Rafa just won.
1: Yeah, and, and-
0: he's old as hell. He's got no hair. His his male pattern self tanner is truly tragic. But
1: have you seen the biceps? He's going up
0: against a guy who's you know ten years younger, five inches taller, and he still won. You know, so when when does he quit? Uh,
1: but I, I think the game of tennis and the toll it takes on your body at, at 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 his age versus the the game of football and the toll it takes on your body as a quarterback at Tom's age are two different things. Is is the mm. reality, but I also think that oh, yeah. oh, Medvedev yeah. looks like a coder from a Russian basement, like we've talked about before. <laughs> but but somehow still manages to to whip ass on the court. You know, even though he lost, he played a, obviously played a strong match. But mm-hmm. I just it's aging is something we all deal with, Jason. is, as, as as we confront it and. I know that your body is breaking down in some ways, and I'm starting to feel the same thing for me. So I just, you know, yeah,
0: my body is breaking down, but luckily my hairline is regenerating.
1: How's your mental though? Because it's not great.
0: Who said? Who said that? (laughs) Show show yourself. My mental. I mean, honestly, there's no way of really knowing based on the marijuana use. You know, like if uh, if I was if I maintained a straight edge lifestyle this whole time, I mean road scholar MIT full ride
1: my mental the only time I feel mentally strong is a two-hour period in the middle of the day when I have a good patch b12 on and a coffee whoa whoa, whoa! that's the only time I'm really flying
0: okay so not the morning coffee the afternoon coffee and don't really shout out good patch until the check clears all right Chris oh
1: I'm, so, I'm sorry but it does it makes a big difference in my energy levels. that's
0: when you feel your most uh, mentally alert you say
1: usually right about now when we're when we're podcasting at, 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 okay. at our normal time and i've done the right preparation i've had my correct workout i'm about three quarters of the way through the gallon i've got my patch on i've had a call you know all that stuff has to mm-hmm. has to kind of line up for me to be firing on all cylinders i don't know if you require as much as i do you're not as much of a diva
0: how upset do you get when just any one of these little cogs in the wheel? becomes bent and you you don't get to have the what do you say i've, I've received the required amount of, <laughs> of of uh nutrition and exercise you've had your correct workout like if any of that
1: no i don't get bent doesn't out of, happen i don't get bent out of shape i know that that life is unfortunately um fast moving and changing that i have to, i must be nimble and adapt like all great creative agencies you know
0: are you are you as nimble as you think you are, Chris. That's the real kind of existential question that all of us creatives
1: definitely. What, I'm not, as,
0: you know. Sure, sure, I can pivot, but how nimble am I?
1: I know. Unfortunately, right now, probably not that nimble. But it's something to work towards, and that's what we all need to stay alive, Jason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking because, like, I love to pivot and I love to be nimble, just like you and just like everyone else. <laughs> but there's so, so much of the day-to-day kind of minutiae, a v, gets in the way, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need a uh, a more comprehensive CRM solution to kind of help tackle some of those you know tasks that end up eating up a lot of my busy work time. What do you think, Chris?
1: I think you're too into busy work. I think you I think you like busy work more than real work is is what I've discovered about you.
0: You're talking about the deep work, the sitting down. And no, 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 no,
1: no, no. I think you prefer to do chores
0: you're saying i prefer the busy work versus the real work and then i was saying an example yeah. of the real work might be oh i'm sorry like you know blank page creating something from scratch whatever you know writing that book mm-hmm. you know finishing that deck whatever mm-hmm. so that that's the that's more of the stuff that you're better at no not
1: not necessarily i mean i'm better at it than you but that's like saying i mean you know i'm <laughs> better at walking than a baby
0: some of, i mean i've seen a lot of the decks that you've made and they are Works of art and I don't use that word lightly. If any
1: of my clients are listening, I've never made a deck. Um I I usually
0: know we know you've never made a deck. I
1: love to hire talented young hungry creatives to do that kind of stuff for me, um, using those Mm -hmm. programs I don't have my computer's kind of full, I noticed.
0: what's what why is why is it so is it all of your kind of like 3d animation files <laughs> yeah. a lot of your video editing stuff eats up a lot of hard drive space
1: i don't it's all my pirated fellini movies i have to keep uh <laughs> oh, no i don't know i don't know why my <laughs> computer seems full though because i tried to install the new ios and it was, said it was too full and then i was like i guess i'll just buy a new one like what do you do
0: <laughs> what do you mean what do you do you clear well first of all i would love to know why your <laughs> computer is full you Earlier before we recorded you said I never delete an email and that could be something
1: is that true or were you being facetious No I've never I don't delete emails why would I delete emails I might need them I don't need to be inbox zero I'm not a dork
0: No no neither do I I mean my inbox right now I'm looking at it, my inbox for my G, my Gmail daily driving account Wait, What what you... uh 9 n- 19000 messages 7000 unread
1: I'm got I'm at 43979 But they're all red.
0: Okay, they're all red. I mean, a lot of it, all all the unread ones are just, yeah, it's just junk. I mean, I will delete junk sometimes,
1: but I just don't go, I don't, like, deleting email doesn't make me feel good. Like, I don't care. I know that I've responded to the important stuff, and that makes me feel good.
0: I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, my hard drive, because I am an actual creator, (laughs) I do have to go in and, and clear out my hard drive space. And you can just click Apple on the top left corner about this Mac, and then just move over to the storage tab at the top. And it will show you how much you have left on your hard drive. You could manage that. Delete files, things like that. Is, there
1: some, is this something maybe you could help me with? Like you would maybe do it for me? Is that possible?
0: Well, the problem is, Chris, I'm going to have to kind of handhold you because every single file, you know, unless you give me executive mm-hmm. powers, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to have to go through and be like, well, do you need this? document from 2017 do you Mm -hmm. need this
1: well we could sit down maybe we could sit down and do it together over a nice meal you know i'll take you to one of the restaurants you like um in san gabriel valley and we'll just we'll get a booth okay and um I'll just tell him to keep the keep the appetizers coming.
0: Put another pot of jasmine tea on. We're gonna be here for a while. That's what you're gonna say. We're gonna
1: be burning the midnight. oil. Leave
0: the bottle.
1: Yeah, I'll say leave the bottle, and we'll just kind of go through each file. I think it could be a nice nice team building experience for us. Maybe we should go to a cabin to do it.
0: Okay. Ca- okay. Well, this is starting to add up because before I'd be like, sure, this. I mean, I'll do anything for a free picking duck, but now you're talking about renting a, an Airbnb, and I mean, this is. I
1: wouldn't charge you, of course. This would be coming. Somebody
0: pinched me. Oh no. No, I know, Chris. I know, Chris. You
1: know how it is to be a contractor, you know? Um, sure. But I, I, I think I, I need help because, you know, now that I'm not with, with Jay Ellis, my czar, I need someone else who kind of understands the computers to help me because I'm not good.
0: You need the geek squad. Well, you know, Chris, I'd say it's it's a little bit of boy who cried. I don't know what. That's what you are.
1: What? What do you mean?
0: I mean, you know, you do a lot of making fun of the techie nerdy that side of thing, but I'm saying now that
1: you 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 need help. Bro, I'm not asking you to I'm not asking you to create a Discord channel for me to talk about anime. I'm asking you to help (laughs) clean up clean up my hard drive. That's not I still think dorks are dorks, but there's a certain Mm -hmm. level of computer knowledge. I actually think you have the optimal amount. Because it's not your personality, That's right. but you know what to do when the time comes. It's it's one of your it's one of your strong sweets.
0: Thanks for thanks for saying sweet. And yeah, and I agree with all of that. And all I'm saying that uh, all I'm saying is, you know, stop um, making fun of me for it. And maybe one day I'll help you. That's all. <laughs>
1: I don't think th- but I was being nice because we're in a public forum but <laughs> if you think you have a choice in helping me that's where you're mistaken chief. Oh. Well, if you want these if you want these files to make it from the Zoom recorder to the hard drive to your iMessage to Ableton there's that's a pathway that could be clogged if if this problem doesn't get resolved.
0: I thought you were a union buster Chris. This sounds like you are striking? Are you? Are you doing a strike from your? Can you strike from your own business though?
1: I would never strike. First of all, I'm. I'm not a pussy. I would never strike. I don't <laughs> march. That's cold. I would never do that. I, I'm it's just too cold to march. What if I was picketing out? Picketing outside of your house.
0: <laughs> I just like the. I mean, that is also funny. But just the act of striking your own business that you started. You know, that's pretty cool.
1: Causing my own wallet to suffer is. Is I'm not. bleeding heart on that level i think those kind of people do exist
0: i don't like the way that i'm treating myself and i'm striking (laughs) against my myself's work conditions
1: i am absolutely disgusted by the size of my hard drive and i am (laughs) i am i'm I'm gonna shut my computer until somebody takes care of this i can't work another minute this this
0: this is almost you know i would say Eight to ten more minutes in the writer's room, and we've got ourselves an Onion headline.
1: The way those guys work, it could be years before we break through over there.
0: Always late, but worth the wait over there at the Onion.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. But I'm, I mean this is something we have to work on but i also feel like i'm getting too old to understand anything more mm-hmm. so i just rela- rely on people around me that are smarter yeah. that's kind of my whole approach to life you
0: sound a lot like retired nfl star tom brady right now
1: oh uh, well I'm, I'm only missing admitting your old defeat well that's the only place i'm defeated obviously everywhere else i'm absolutely thriving oh so thriving you know i don't know any shortcuts on slack unfortunately
0: i love that you also use slack way more than i i being slack
1: people. all dizzy no it's it's really i mean i actually like it i think it's a good i i, I don't what discord discord i hate slack is actually useful i mean i prefer email but it, it makes sense the problem is you have to remind yourself to check it that's the thing i if i'm not i'm not like it's tough on my on my on my cell phone to be doing that
0: right so you're like the way that checking dumois and instagram is compulsive for you, you don't even have to think about it. You're saying you're still not there with Slack yet.
1: I'm not there with Slack yet.
0: But I would say that's potentially a good thing.
1: Uh, I think so too. I mean, I think that... Health,
0: healthy for the mental. I
1: try to keep my mental healthy, Jason. I know you do the same thing. We're a mental, we're a mental health forward podcast, and I just before before we you know start talking to, to our guests, I would. Like to kind of, you know, there's a statement made yesterday by a friend of the show, Yay West. Yay West. I just want to, I just (laughs) want to read, I just want to read it out loud because it's, 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 it's truly, I think it feels very similar to what we're doing on this podcast, except for the time where you forced me to make an NFT. Um, Mm -hmm. My focus is on building real products in the real world, real food, real clothes, real shelter. Do not ask me to do a fucking NFT. How did this make you feel as a yay stan?
0: I mean, I would argue that his clothes aren't real. They're just like weird fictional things (laughs) that he's created in his mind, like jackets that make you look like a garbage bag. Um, well, I do love his work in shelters. He has some of the coolest shelters I've ever seen in years.
1: Well, a a tent outside where you worship Jesus, it is, (laughs) it is a shelter. Technically it's a shelter.
0: I think he might be talking about his Montana tax shelter, but, uh, and he has done a great job with that. And what else is he's making real food. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that he is working in the food space, but. I have yet to see any of that yet.
1: I can't wait to try a Kanye West bowl at my local, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yay bowls. Uh, it's gonna, I'm, I'm
0: thinking, is it a Real Food Daily collaboration? I don't know. That's, is that too I mean, Real Food
1: Daily, my fallen hero, does need help. I mean, it's rough over there.
0: Actually, it makes me wonder where, where fat Kanye is eating nowadays. Chipotle. Oh, you know that he'd he be eating.
1: He'd be eating good. He might have a chef, but he might make the chef make him you know, burgers and fries. No,
0: he he definitely has a chef and he's definitely eating the the Yeezy elote
1: bowl. Seasonal. <laughs> Yeezy <but> elote bowl. <laughs> Off menu Yeezy elote bowl. Eh. <laughs> you have to say you have to order it with a hand eh at the <laughs> end to get it. They won't give it to you otherwise.
0: But but <laughs> I'll be, you know, he's he's just a regular Joe at the end of the day like you and I you know from the from the streets of Chi Town. Mm-hmm so, you know, he's got, you know, R. Kelly, he's eating his Mickey D's. I don't know. Is, is Kanye, is is like pull over, we got to go to Wendy's? I don't know what he's doing.
1: I think he's a McDonald's guy, but I think he's much like you. And you guys have a lot in common that we can unpack uh-huh. later. But I think he probably eats in the car a lot, the way you do.
0: Well, I, I actually hate eating in the car unless it's a you time. You seem to love it. Unless you it's a time-sensitive it. meal. Like French fries, you, you hit the drive through the French fries by the time you get home. It's a soggy mess. It's a dark twisted fantasy that is not beautiful.
1: You'd be pretty upset if you spilled some some cheese on, you know, some some cheese on the red leather seats of the cyber truck. Of
0: course, no no no. When I'm when I'm grinding in the cyber truck, I set that shit up like Dexter <laughs> <laughs> not not laboratory. I'm talking about Showtime's Dexter. The tarp yes. is going down. Yeah. Nary a stain of DNA is to be spotted.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're on your you're on your serial killer vibe to keep the Tesla clean.
0: No, my tidy game, Brazy.
1: Okay, on that note, we do have a guest today. Uh, I wonder if her tidy game is Brazy because she has two <laughs> kids. That's fucked up, man. Oh, All right, so oh, no. uh, Lily Analik, uh, she's a contributing editor at Vanity Fair. Uh, she's also written for Harper's Esquire and The Believer. Um, her book uh, "Hollywood's Eve" about Eve Babbitts uh, is available now, and she also is the host and creator of "Once Upon a Time at Bennington College," the podcast that uh, goes in on the young lives of, of many uh, famous writers, uh, most notably friend of the show, Brady Snellis.
0: Shout out to Big Brett. Okay, well let's give uh, let's give Lily a zoomy, and we will get into all of this and more. Let's go.
1: How long gone? is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason.
0: BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our suite sessions, we're spent off, obviously off-clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives, So many different therapists to choose from.
1: I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelpcom long today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash howlong. Nice Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us, but I came into this thinking it was an elite podcaster showdown, and obviously you've proven that wrong, incorrect. If
0: only I could use... NFT technology to give you some headphones from my house through the Zoom call because do I if when I say I have dozens of pairs, I mean I have dozens of these things.
2: How
1: do you I have to ask though, just as a human being, how do you not have headphones?
2: Oh, well when I ever I do the recording of the podcast I go into a studio so I was
1: talking about walking down the street and taking a phone
0: call. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, you live in New York City. You're walking down the street. You're going to Equinox. Your kids are annoying you. You want to listen to How Long Gone. You're
0: listening to uh, New York Times, The Daily. <laughs> yeah. How do you, what do you? commute In just... the subway. Do you just? You go
2: speakerphone. I vamp. I vamp. I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I, I have. I have like a, a pair of cheap earbuds, which which totally work. But
1: oh no no no, it's 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 just you know what? It's something to talk about, and that's what we need here. <laughs> you know, we need it's more content. We need fuel. <laughs> okay. Your your luddite lifestyle is is pure content
0: for us. Don't worry. It's honestly
1: pretty. Cool. It's honestly pretty cool to be like, I don't even sorry, I don't have any headphones. The ones that come with my phone for free, I don't know where those <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know.
2: I I am just doubly apologetic. I made my husband like give me a tutorial on how to press record on this thing this morning.
1: Is your husband a member of the audio community?
2: No, he's a doctor, but I made him figure it out.
1: Oh, no wonder you got two kids. Now it makes sense. I'd procreate <laughs> with him too. That makes a little more sense. Okay. <laughs> What kind of doctor are we talking what about? What kind of doctor are we talking about?
2: Dermatology, but cosmetics.
1: Oh, the good stuff. Oh, damn. I might need to see him as I get a little older. Shout
0: out to our sponsor, Soft Services. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you tried their
1: buffing bar, Lily?
2: <laughs> I will after this. Okay.
1: Damn. So he's a So he's a New York City dermatologist. That's right. So what, what does he wear to work? Is it like business casual or is it like suit?
2: No, no. He wears scrubs. He wears scrubs to work.
0: Did you think that when you went on this podcast, how long gone? <laughs> You were going to field twenty minutes of questions about what your husband is wearing right now.
2: i I, I never anticipated, <laughs> but you know, I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to be fielding these questions. He wears he wears a black wears a set of black scrubs. That is what he wears.
0: Does he kind of add a little of his own personal flair with his shoes, though?
2: I, he used to he actually used to wear a suit and he was getting like human matter. Blood and stuff
0: on his human
1: matter. Human matter, and then the
2: kids who put the ties on, and he started to get disturbed about
1: this. That makes sense. That makes sense. He's that's he's he's a smart. You know, I've so when I got my LASIK surgery, and that's the last. Like, I don't I don't do a lot of doctor stuff just because I'm in, incredibly healthy and really great shape.
0: Very Trump-like. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're gonna get back to that, <laughs> that that Arctic blast Gatorade that you just took a sip out of. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't think you're getting away with that. So I was noticing all the young. Um so when I went on Yelp to look at this doctor a lot of people were commenting that his his female staff was you know, hot basically. Sure. Chris. You what? What is why is hot in air quotes? Because if you're going on Yelp, I don't think you know what hot is. Is kind of what, I, it's kind of, kind of what I'm kidding. I don't think that's like a, you're on Yelp. I was on I was on Yelp because of course this guy and the guy I bought my car from are the two people that asked me to like go on Yelp.
0: <laughs> Look, sometimes I've checked out some elite Yelpers when I'm looking at my uh, San Gabriel Valley restaurants. I've seen a couple baddies, okay?
1: (laughs) I believe you. Lily knows. uh, Lily knows. I, I noticed that all these, like, quote unquote, hot female assistants in the office were all wearing this new DTC scrub brand called Figs. Was it fitted? Yeah, they had their little asses out. That was the whole thing. Yeah. And and you better, and you better hope your husband ain't doing the same thing is what I'm getting at.
0: Figs as in the fruit fig, but plural.
1: I believe, I believe so, but they do different colors and shit. It's like a, it's, it's cool and like a little more expensive, but it's like a thing.
0: Okay. I'm looking at figs right now. Yeah. It's just kind of like a cross between a jogger. Or it's like if skims made scrubs. Yeah. Scrims, perhaps.
2: It's not a bad idea.
0: No, it's a great idea. Yeah, sometimes, you know, for the most fuckable frontline workers we have
1: in America, <laughs> figs is a perfect solution for that. That should be their tagline, figs, for fr- <laughs> fuckable. <laughs> That's really.
2: You got to wear tight clothes. You got to wear. You
1: got to tight, gotta tight wear- clothes.
0: Tight <laughs> clothes. Yeah. Horny heroes work here.
1: <laughs> so, but Lily, we did see. You know, I saw you sipping on a Gatorade. Are you hungover? Or is this just you're you're feeling good?
2: I'm feeling great. I just is trying to hydrate. I'm always dehydrated, and we were going to be talking for a while. Why are you
0: Why are you always dehydrated? Is this a medical issue? Is it a skin thing? You should have your hot husband check it out. Should
2: have my hot husband check. It. I am always, I just don't like to drink that much. You know, like um, period. Like what you're doing right now effortlessly with your water, I never
1: do that. Oh, I see. So you're just, you don't even want to diet Coke. You're just like, I'm kind of good. I'm kind of. That's very cool. Yes. That's very the same
0: cool. Way I'm a, the same way I'm a never nude, you're a never sit.
2: Yes. That is right. And also, I can't be bothered. Cannot be bothered. I find it annoying. I find the whole peeing thing, all of it. I just like to stop. Hates to piss. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I find
1: drinking annoying. Alcohol, no, just stuff. Just anything, any, th- any May- liquid. Maybe we can.
0: You- we can get a hypnotist to hypnotize you into being more into peeing. Maybe an ayahuasca retreat will get you more into drinking water. Who knows?
1: I do know a lot of people like that. And as a person who has, has based my life around drinking water, it's really hard for me to, to understand. But I do. I, I'm i so accustomed to drinking so much and urinating so much that I, I don't. I, I don't even want that extra time.
2: You don't even want it. You don't want it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want these days to be over as fast as possible. You know what I mean? I need to get, like, I, I want to, I'm sprinting towards death. Let's unpack that a little bit, Chris.
2: Well, I always feel like my dad was a hydrator. We talked about him in the house, like, always oh, peeing again. He's, endless you know liquids we all just thought it was stupid so maybe that maybe we <laughs> the friday and root of all my um of my dehydration. we thought it was stupid yeah, we that's thought so it was so cool. dumb he's like
1: oh pardon me i'm just gonna head to the boys room you're like that's fucking stupid <laughs> dumbass dad what did what was his beverage of choice i mean was it anything or was he a water guy
2: anything but water
1: oh anything but water okay so so scotch, milk, like whatever.
2: Milk, he hates milk. It would be like he okay, really got into the kombucha thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything carbonated, mm-hmm. any juice. I just found it so gross. Enough, <laughs> enough. Waste time. Stop.
0: Who's it. drinking all this juice? It's disgusting. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, it's funny because like when I think of like the 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 old kind of classic dad archetype guy, yeah, as it pertains to fluids or urination, it's kind of like you know. Peeing in the peeing in the yard. That's like a thing that like a manly thing that you do to like stake your personal territory. I understand. Or worse, be peeing in the sink. But you're talking about just a normal, normal. I, I drink a glass of orange juice and eventually it's going to come out of me. Yeah. Ugh, can't be, can't deal with it. I have a problem with it. That's cool, man.
1: I, I think it's nice that you're taking a stand and, and in a public forum nonetheless.
0: Could you let us know what flavor of Gatorade that was?
2: It is, uh, I like the blue the best. <laughs> it looks like one of the fluid that you put in your. You know the uh, like your windshield wiper fluid.
0: Well, when you, when when you say you like the blue Gatorade, yeah. I, I think as a Gatorade fan, you're aware that there's a spectrum of blue colors on their on their market.
2: I absolutely. That's why I looked. That's why I looked. It was Glacier. It's the light, pale blue. I'm actually supposed to be doing something for Grubhub this week, right write down what I eat, and I eat nothing natural.
1: Oh, you're doing the you're doing the famous Grub Street diet yeah. that Jason. Have you read Jason's? A fellow auteur, that, a, le- a legendary Grub Street diet. Wait, did you actually
2: read it? Yeah, I did actually read it.
1: As a New Yorker, how much did you hate it?
2: <laughs> I, I was into it. Okay, I like I like insight into you, um, dietary insight. But I just it's making me conscious of the fact that I eat no natural foods.
1: Are you, oh so you're not you're not like a healthy chick? You're not in on that whole thing. <laughs> so so when you say natural foods you just
2: mean like yes, i like eat a lot of processed foods i eat a lot of processed foods
1: like wait what do you do you guys go to restaurants or are you saying no
2: i do go to restaurants i don't cook so we order in a lot okay so here's a thing i really love um i love i love pepsi zero diet pepsi but not diet pepsi pepsi zero and they introduced <laughs> a mango flavor i go to midtown there's a 7-eleven in midtown the only place i know that sells it I like make weekly treks there. Okay,
0: you, you just said Mango yeah. Pepsi Zero? And
2: I know they're going to discontinue it, and I know this is the last place it has it. I know mango,
0: it. Mango Pepsi Zero. For going to Midtown that much, I would just go and be like, hey – I would like to negotiate the purchase of the remainder of your stock. Yeah. Have it shipped to Have it shipped to the house.
1: I know people that have done this with with like a fragrance. Like you know, if if their favorite fragrance is discontinued, they buy fifteen of them on eBay or at the store because they're like, I don't know what's going to happen.
2: Elaine Elaine Venice with the sponge.
1: Yes, the same exactly the same thing. But so you're saying?
2: Yeah, I don't do that. I don't like to have more than five in the house at a time. Otherwise, I'll have too
1: many are they 20 are they are they the 20 ounce plastic yeah. We, okay yeah okay are you pouring it on ice with a straw or are you straight no. out of the bottle
2: I like I like it out of the bottle I hate ice <laughs> I hate it. I don't like think it. it hits my face. I don't like it. My teeth. I'm not into it at all. I don't
1: like it when the ice hits your face. So you're an ag- you're an aggressive drinker. It sounds like. I didn't realize.
2: Yeah, I am very strong. I'm dehydrated. I don't drink enough. I have very fixed ideas about what I can drink. Yeah.
1: You know, you're. It sounds like you're ingesting quite a lot of processed foods. A lot of soda. What's the What's the workout routine? Because you look good.
2: That's really nice of you to say.
1: And I'm telling you what, if I drank that many Pepsi Mangos. I don't know how I would look.
2: Well,
0: this is my this is my guess. Not to put on my doctor's hat, but you're, <laughs> Lily's one of those people that looks great, eats awful. Whatever's happening on the inside is like a full war, <laughs> a battleground. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, is a yeah, dire yeah. situation on the insides. But for mm. now, it's all right. You look great. I always
2: feel like I'm bringing up my father again, which is making me sound nuts.
0: We don't use the N word on this podcast. Okay. But go on. <laughs>
2: Sorry, oh, crazy. Screwy. Anyway, he... he <laughs> crazy. That's even worse. <laughs> the c word. But anyway, he said that the family crest was like um, two dead pigeons on a pizza box, meaning we're peasants. I am a peasant. I feel like that kind of thing won't kill me. Like my stuff isn't fancy enough to get damaged.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So this, so you remind me of my rescue dog Bean. So like <laughs> the dog was 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 found basically in an oil barrel behind yes. the an auto body repair shop. So. You're saying like, if I don't, if I stop eating garbage and chicken bones and rocks, then this complex system will shut down. If you stop eating Pepsi Mango Zero and
1: wheat thins for breakfast, (laughs) you'll be, you'll be in the emergency room within minutes. So it sounds like a Keith keith richards stopping heroin kind of thing exactly he's got to do he's got to do a bump a week to stay alive you know if he if he stopped completely
2: (laughs) i did did a book on this woman named eve babbitts and eve was convinced that keith herring had stayed alive for so long because he stuck to one drug right like he abused himself with one drug she felt that was really healthy what
1: what drug was was keith on
2: heroin right Yeah,
1: heroin's the, I mean... That's a great drug if you want to stay alive. Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, people, there's a lot of functioning heroin addicts because if you do it right and you, like, snort it and stuff, you can kind of just coast through the day. If you do it wrong, you die very quickly, but if you do it right... hmm. Mixing will kill you quicker than that will, though, I think. That's what people, when the body is confused and doesn't know whether to go up or down, it can be treacherous. Okay,
2: Heroin and Pepsi mango zero.
0: (laughs) heroin is your pepsi mango zero and oddly enough i gotta go to
1: uptown to get both yeah yeah that's what neighborhood are you guys in in new york
2: tribeca
1: oh baby lily's living the life jason this is what a podcaster should live like (laughs) we're fucking broke losers do you have a car that's on top of a garage that has to lift up on the lift thingy i
2: know what you're talking no no we have no car
1: (laughs) are you from new york
2: boston
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's all tracking. It's all tracking. So
2: my parents, my parents, my brother and his boyfriend all live in Tribeca now too. So now the whole family's here.
0: Wow. Wait, your parents and your brother and your brother's partner all w- came to your neighborhood
2: my parents were here first okay we came theirs, and then my brother followed so but like the whole family's here
0: damn so the family is like very tight knit you guys s- struggle if you're not together the same way your body struggles without pepsi right. <laughs> <laughs> not,
2: healthy, not a healthy situation either but it works. i
1: was going to say cuz i was i was discussing this with you know in the south where i'm from yeah. you know what what happens often is the the grandfather or maybe the, the father has a, you know, the house that you grew up in is on a large plot of land. Sure. Mm. And then, and then when you reach a certain age, they bless you with your own area of that land to build your own house on. Mm-hmm. So in Tribeca, obviously it's a little more costly. You know what I mean? But it's the same kind of idea. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I
0: think the, uh, to get the same amount of acreage over there in Tribeca I, yeah. might be a little different.
1: I found, tri- yeah, I live in Tribeca for a while and I do love it, but I, I find it to be, and now it's gotten better, but the dining options—it's—it's no—it's Nobu next door, or Mr. Chow, or Bubby's. It's—it's—is there been any... where I live?
2: I live like across from Bubby's.
1: Okay, great. I mean, so you're close to the beautiful Greenwich Hotel, which also offers some great dining options.
2: I was there two days ago, but I basically eat at Odeon. I—that's where I just go anytime I'm doing anything social. That's where I go. Mm-hmm. Odeon.
0: What about Frenchette? I never go
1: there. No one goes to Fritchette anymore, Jason. It's over.
0: Chat's not
2: over.
1: No, I'm kidding. But Odeon is Lily. That's basically your beat, though, at this point, right? Right?
2: Like, and I remember like Brett telling me he did Coke with Bastiat in the bathroom there. And I always think that when I walk in. <laughs> the
1: fact that I've never done, co- I've actually never done Coke at Odeon. And I don't like that no. about myself.
2: Source of shame. <laughs> I should have
0: And you never will. Chris, I'll do it the next time and I'll let you know how it goes. I'll do
1: 1,500 words. What is your order at Odeon, Lily? What's your go to
2: okay so if i'm there at night i get salmon and i get them to burn it, burn it, burn it. i like it burnt and i get upset because everybody wants to like i feel like if you're going to eat salmon in a classy way you undercook it or whatever yeah, yeah
0: that's right that's right a little <laughs> pink in the middle
2: no i like it dry 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 as a bone
0: lily i'm loving this how much are you? how much are you spending on therapy
1: because <laughs> I know you. I know you.
2: Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Can you believe it?
1: No, you see. Really? <laughs> no, you're well adjusted. You remind me of myself as, as a person who knows what they like and is not afraid to get it, Jason.
2: That's what you gotta
0: do? Yeah, but what what happened? What happened to you to get into this place, though? You know. The vice grip that's on your mind.
2: Yeah, no, I can't. I can't even. I can't even go near that one.
0: <laughs> okay, that's for episode two. Okay, so you want them to burn this salmon? A tragedy in the culinary world.
2: Yeah, they get upset. One time, I was in um. New restaurant in L.A. and the chef refused to do it.
1: I mean, I like my I like my salmon. I like my salmon cooked. I don't like any. I don't like it pink either. Burnt is strong. Burnt is strong. When you're saying I, I burnt, like is
0: cooked. that a euphemism? Or are you talking about literally make it black?
2: I want to make it black. I don't like it when it's wet and pink. And you can take <laughs> it however you want it, but I don't like it when it's wet and pink. That is the answer.
1: Thing of what i want in my food i get it i honestly i stand with lily yet again i i, I mean i stay away from.
0: Uh, I, that's disrespectful to a uh unsustainably raised farm salmon it's already had such a tough life respected by cooking it perfectly lily oh
2: and then jason i covered in salt so
0: much salt <laughs> you're per- you're a, you're a you're a nasty street pervert of a woman you know that <laughs> What, what about what about sushi? Do you eat raw fish?
2: No, I don't like that. I used to, and, I, and then I changed.
0: What happened? I just change. you can't just change.
2: Great. Now I find it obscene. It's just an obscenity sitting on my table.
1: What is your so? What do you what do you feed your kids? Because I don't want these kids to grow up in this kind of household. This is this. You kind of have a friend Lebo. You got a friend Lebo. Am I going to have to going going call defects on the way you're feeding your children?
2: You I eat lots of fruit and veg. Well, fruit. They won't eat vegetables, but I I like distract them and just shove it in their face.
1: Sure. Right, right,
0: Lily. What cigarettes did you use to smoke? Because I know you don't anymore. (laughs) Never smoked. Oh no. Okay, you should you should start smoking. No drug, no drink, no cigarette. Nothing. You need you need to pick up the pack of Pall Malls because you got a couple couple of toots of steam that need to come out
1: you never you never partied in college did you ever party or no never what about crossfit where do you go crossfitting
2: we have a um, elliptical in the apartment That's in a dark room i don't want anyone to see me do this
1: <laughs> don't don't elliptical alone you could have a little big scenario you know i
2: don't want anyone to look at me while i
1: do it i just feel, i feel lily i've, I've only know. known you for 20 minutes and i feel like you've <laughs> really got it figured out i'm very impressed With every, honestly, with everything you've said so far, I really feel like we're. I love that
2: you're going there with me. Yeah.
1: We have an otherworldly kinship of people that aren't afraid to like things that other people might find disgusting. Yeah. Lily, you are a sister in
0: arms with Chris's particular brand of uh, psychopathy or psychosis.
2: Yeah, I'm not taking you, Jason. I can just see you just being unhappy across the table from me, but I will take Chris.
0: I can't be at the same table as a burnt salmon order. That's bad for my reputation. I don't. Grub Street will unfollow me.
1: <laughs> I can't. Well, now I'm very excited for your, your Grub Street diet. I will say you've done you've done an amazing 20-minute preview on what we have to offer, and it's not even behind a paywall. So this is perfect.
2: <laughs> not even behind it. And it's more, more to come. More, more to come. <laughs>
1: There's even more wheat thins I'll be eating throughout the throughout the no, week. Oh, you you thought it ended with wheat thins? Wait till I get into my triscuit chapter.
2: <laughs> you will not you will not believe how good it
1: is. You're like I don't do any some uh, any
0: uh, like hummus from a place. I like the sabra that I get from my local from my local Safeway.
2: I buy that on airplanes. That's right.
0: You buy the, you buy the hummus and, and uh, pretzel chip on the airplanes?
2: I actually don't. I don't do that. It's not true because I think it smells.
1: It does smell. It does smell. It's rude to other passengers, I agree.
2: Yeah, I don't do it. I don't. I'm a, I'm a model, and I always get... I'm a model airplane passenger, and I always take the middle seat.
1: What? What? They don't have middle seats in Delta One, Lily. Don't lie to us.
2: I saw that you guys fetishized Delta One. <laughs> whatever. And I always am in the middle because I book last minute. It's always bad. And I'm always next to someone very heavy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're talking about physically or emotionally?
2: Only physically.
1: Got it. I don't, because you, you must have been coming to LA quite a lot to write your book.
2: You're absolutely right. I'm always in LA. I was in LA like a week and a half ago.
1: Where do you stay? What's your go to? Sunset Tower chick or like a.
2: That is where I stayed.
1: Because after you told me you were a middle seat jet blue, you don't care. I was hoping you weren't going to be like, oh, there's a Hilton by LAX that I kind of like. I don't no, know. No, no,
2: I like the <laughs> tower. I like it. I used to, like, so in the. I went in March and I, I stayed at the Chateau Marmont, which was really mm-hmm. fun because I was like Eloise; there was no one else in there.
1: I yes, I experienced that it's there amazing. as well. It's amazing. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. You running up and down the stairs, no one but you.
0: We've talked about it before on this podcast. During quarantine, you would the only time you would go to the chateau is when you need to take nude selfies by a pool and no one is <laughs> it's, around. It's,
2: had I known,
1: I would have totally taken advantage. I didn't even know. It's worth, it's worth $1,200 a night. It's absolutely worth $1,200 a night. Total Listen, bargain. No, no service, but there is a pool and there's no one at it, which is, it's affordable when you look at it that way.
2: Was it the every other day cleaning service?
1: Yeah, every other day. But you got to put a note out. You know what I mean? You can't, they're not just going to come. I know. But what do you, so you, you know, with, with the, the book about Eve and even, even some of your other, I feel like LA is, is in some ways a spiritual home for you, but yeah. Or do you hate it? No, no,
2: I love it. And I was there for like Tracy Lords, that was the Valley. Mm-hmm. And then um, mm-hmm. even Bennington, because um, early Bredington Ellis, you know, it's all, he's the Valley too, Sherman Oaks.
1: Yeah, the, the recent fetishization of the Valley is something I didn't see coming. And thank you for, to Paul Thomas Anderson, of course, the beautiful a lot of heim for for pushing that into the into the zeitgeist in a bigger way.
0: Fuck Paul Thomas Anderson. Lily is the <laughs> one who wrote the book on the valley.
1: I don't really get get it. Yeah. Like it's a it's it's nice. I mean, I get it like it's slower and it's got like cool old stuff, but I just don't It's
0: just like Brooklyn. It's 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 just like everyone lives in LA, that's the heart of it, and then the valley is like that's the other stuff on the side. It's not as big and powerful, but it's still of note. There's still interesting things coming out of there.
2: Like if you approach Hollywood straight on, it's kind of bland or everyone's done it. Mm-hmm. I like the Valley, you know, in the eighties porn industry, cause it was like kind of like a cartoony or a more literal. I, I just, I loved it. I loved it. Like putting it next to Hollywood.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I like that about that it. That
1: makes sense. I don't know this, but it's it's if one, it's not like significantly cheaper to live there, or is you it? You
2: know, it used to be. I think it it definitely used to be definitely. Used to be. Okay. But now okay. it's just you know everything costs a lot out there.
0: I mean, if you go really deep, deep, deep valley. Oh yeah, then yeah sure. sure. You're but, totally right. But
2: um, the first time I went there, it was like it was before Vanity Fair like, when I was just really scrapping, and I knew Al Goldstein, you know, of Screw Magazine. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. I put deeper mm-hmm. on the map, mm-hmm. so I knew all these kind of '70s like kind of fun scuzz hounds. 70s porn guys and so one of them kind of of totally and like this one word. guy bill Margold' he was called the papa bear of porn i think he would give like girls who got aids like this is awful like he would give them a dirty teddy bear
0: <laughs> is that a you mean like a literal teddy bear that's dirty or is that or is that another one of your sex uh euphemism
2: i'm speaking totally literally and i remember him he had something called the Bearmobile, it was this big vw van And the brakes didn't work. And he drove me to meet Jim Sattel. Chris's X5. Yeah. The (laughs) brakes didn't work. And we went over, like, kind of, like, through Laurel Canyon. And we went up and down, like, over the mountain. And the (laughs) brakes didn't work. It was covered in cat hair, everything was filthy, it was these dirty teddy bears. That was my first time in the Valley. So I it was, seemed like a proper introduction, you know?
1: Why do you think it's produced so so many interesting people?
2: Well, it, it looks bland, but it's wild, you know? Like one of those kind of places.
1: Yeah. Well, don't Chris, don't they say that
0: LA is or no, the Florida is like if you tip America on its side, that's where everyone goes? Mm-hmm. Is that Florida or North is that Florida. LA? Or, or that's I guess Florida. both but it's kind of like if you tip LA on its side yeah. and like all the all the shit just goes into the valley. That's just, what it, we're just where it ends up. Over the hill, you know.
2: I guess I'm into all that.
0: Hey, as somebody who technically lives in the 818, welcome home, sister. I'm in, I'm in Glendale, so it's like a little. It's not the. It's still technically the valley.
2: Are you a Mildred Pierce person?
0: No, I would, I would say not really.
2: Oh man, well, I always get so excited because it's that James main novel, and then it was made into the Joan Crawford, whatever. She lives in Glendale, and she thinks it's hell on earth. I remember getting very excited the first time I went to Glendale. It just looked like a nice suburb.
1: I guess I guess she's yeah. not Armenian then, which is interesting. I couldn't tell on, by her name. Chris, come I'm on. I'm sorry. No, I'm
0: sorry. Well, I'll do some looking into uh, Mildred Pierce and her
1: hatred of Glendale.
2: You really should because it's, you know, Glendale's a like It's almost a character in that book.
0: No shit. Okay. Glendale plays itself.
1: I just, yeah, Glendale plays itself. I,
0: Glendale plays itself.
1: I just right. think it's fascinating that in LA, more than any place in the world, like, these suburbs are, like, romanticized a little bit. Like, in other places, if you go to a suburb of Atlanta, there's no, like... Oh, well, this is the you know the culture. Step
0: your game up, Chris. Step your game up.
1: Sure, sure.
2: Chris, you can di- don't. Yeah, no, I don't want to, you can cough, <laughs> but you totally can. I was just gonna say, like L- L.A. is not a city, right? Like it's it's like a collection of places. So of course you're gonna mm-hmm. fetishize eroticize certain places. No,
1: no, I, I no, I understand that, but it's like I don't like Brooklyn. I hate. Like I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. I think it's stupid. Yeah. And yeah. and the valley, <laughs> I, I think there are some parallels to Brooklyn, like Jason is saying, but like I will happily go to Burbank.
2: It's, it's closer to Queens, I think. Like, I feel like, ah. it, like no, no, it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that. Mm. Maybe now, but the valley was just out of it. You were supposed to be out of it. Like, you were not centrally located in any way, and I don't think it was full of itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were from the Valley, you're a dweeb trying to make it in into Hollywood.
2: Yeah, and it was like, this was like product, like when I was doing the Bennington thing and Brett, you know, he writes Lesson Zero at Bennington, mm-hmm. and he comes out of Sherman Oaks and the kids were all t- like, they would be like, no, you don't understand. If you came from the Valley, nothing cool happened in the Valley. It was just embarrassing.
1: Social suicide. There
2: you go. And you remember this. Did you guys watch? Cl- you guys are younger than I am, but you, you must have watched Clueless.
1: Yeah, of course. Way too many times. We've dated, we've dated women, so it is... <laughs> Something you have to see at some point. It's
2: a very good point.
1: My grandmother, rest her soul, she saw it.
2: <laughs> she even, even I was a sixteen-year-old virgin who couldn't drive when it came out, you know, like in the movie. <laughs> She was, when she was, uh, going to a party in the valley, it was like considered just like the yeah. raghead of nowhere. What sad ass.
0: Right. She went, to, the one time she has to go to the valley, she gets robbed at gunpoint, you
1: know? The only, I mean, I guess the answer to my question though is basically like, it's proximity to Hollywood. Like, that's what makes anything interesting is, is the proximity to Hollywood.
0: Yeah. And also, we, the world knows the valley because yeah, so much yeah, of Hollywood been, you you chose use that as the yeah. backdrop, so you know all these places.
2: Yeah, but it's like Hollywood, like distorted or degraded. There's something just like appealing to me about it,
1: or magnified.
2: Yeah, somehow, somehow distorted in some way.
1: I, did you like the movie? Did you like Licorice Pizza?
2: You know,
1: I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I.
2: Neither have I. I liked Inherent Vice, which nobody liked.
1: I loved
0: Inherent Vice. You had to rewatch it two, three times on Delta, but once I once it clicked, I loved it. Loved it. In
2: the look of it, and the feel of it, I thought it was great. As a valley Mm -hmm. expert,
1: I'm interested to hear your take. I mean, it's it's not even from a movie perspective, but I think from like a storytelling perspective. I mean, but like how it looks is it does make the valley look really appealing. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. It it, like has a very distinct look to it that I feel like. Yeah. obviously is is most of that is gone now of course because it's a sweet green at Takaya. whoa chill bro chill yeah
0: and also a lot of a lot of the valley i mean like to bring up pta again like on boogie nights it's sort of like yeah. the valley is where you can afford to have a big backyard with a pool and you're swinging parties and like mm-hmm. you know the downside is we have to go over the hill to noho or studio city or sherman oaks the upside is Tons of parking, huge yard, big pool. You know, you can throw your money around a lot more than if you're in in Hollywood and you you can only afford a condo or something like that.
2: And there's a weird that kind of privacy there. I mean, there's just that kind of a blandness and an anonymity that just kind of be great. That can be great if you're up to weird. Things.
1: You're right. I'm not up to weird stuff, so I'm more of like a city cat. But I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I, I love
0: being I love being right next to the thing, but without being in the thing. So you can retreat if you want to. You can. You know, I, I'm only a podcaster, so it's an audio-based medium, so I'm not recognized in the streets as much, but, you know, I want to be a star, like, as you said about uh, uh, the late Eve, I want to be a star, but anonymous still.
2: No, you know what you're, yeah, they, yes, that is right, a star, but it's not, that that's the dream. Mm-hmm. I'll show you, wait, I'm going to just twist this. There she is, you can see, it's like an outtake from that famous picture, can you see?
1: Oh, wow, yeah, 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 I get stare at
2: the breasts all the time. <laughs>
1: lily come uh, on
0: well i mean who who else other i mean of all the people who have tried to be a star and remain anonymous other than banksy who's really doing that lily
2: that is such a great question i guess if i could answer it they wouldn't be doing it right
0: and and also you know anonymous as a word is a is there's a spectrum of anonymity that one would consider
2: i well okay so i did the tracy Lords thing when i was in i was at eve's memorial i was in la a week and a half ago And I met with a journalist named Mike Sager Mm -hmm. who had done like the, I think he did the piece that Boogie Nights was based on, on the Wonderland killings and John Holmes. Mm -hmm. And he wanted me to see this like documentary that he'd done that was half released, but half not from 20 years ago. Anyway, John um, PT, Paul Thomas Anderson is in it. And I realized I'd never seen him before. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like he's, Sneaky, don't you think he's sort of He's
1: but he's pretty cool looking. Like he like dresses well and is pretty good looking.
0: No, uh, but like compared to compared to like Tarantino, like PTA could walk around the grove and not a single person yeah. would be like, Oh shit, let me get a photo. I loved the master.
2: The man, which I'm, what the <laughs> Grove really did love. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. But I feel like also I expected him to look like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. That's what I yeah. was You know,
1: he's married to former SNL star Maya Rudolph.
2: That I did know, but that could, I didn't know that. Could, didn't tip me off in terms of his
1: look mm-hmm. a good point no look actresses they like hotties let's be <laughs> honest that's kind <laughs> of
2: no, kind of what the whole thing is I based agree on. with you totally
1: PTA is no troll
0: but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call him a hottie no I think a, I think a certain kind yeah, of
2: he's yeah he's good he's looking
1: good. and he like dresses cool that's the other thing he like looks cooler like he's
2: he didn't look like Philip Seymour Hoffman in
1: Boogie Nights right, uh, right. no 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 his ability to but, layer I mean, has, has done him well yeah he's great with color as well and i don't just i don't mean on the films i mean in the in the dressing room in the wardrobe In in, in, in wardrobe excuse me i should have used my proper hollywood term. you
2: were covered you were covered nicely chris
1: <laughs> so how is the how does it feel to be a podcaster it sucks, right?
2: I love it. It's to me, it's like writing um, a book that talks, and I like it because it's the Wild West. People aren't controlling mm. you every two seconds.
1: None of those pesky airmail editors, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Graydon's not in there with his red pen. You know what I mean? Not racist enough, you know, stuff
0: like that, he might say. Sorry, you were saying <laughs> podcasting is fun. It's
2: <laughs> <laughs> a problem for me. Um, but he i'm teasing, I'm teasing, but, but but um, you know, it's like space, like in magazines. You know, I come up through Vanity Fair. Space is limited, you know. And now like, with the podcast, you can go long. You're
1: gonna do your Rogan three-hour stuff soon. You're gonna really take it there. <laughs> no, I I, I think because I've listened to the show, of course, because it's in my interest area. But you know, I feel like you apologize a lot.
2: Oh, that fucking laugh of mine. I
1: love. No, I think you have a beautiful voice. You have a beautiful speaking voice. It's very nice. But I think that you know what. Our attitude here at How Long Gone is fuck the listeners. Yeah. Never apologize. And I think that's something you could adapt kind of from us.
2: I listen, I totally agree with you. If we've learned nothing from Trump apologizing gets you nowhere I'm not even kidding
1: <laughs> exactly it really
2: doesn't but it's like you know like when I did Tracy I knew I was doing a podcast so I knew when to shut up but my my style when I'm interviewing somebody for like a book or a magazine piece is to make it conversational right yeah of course but I had to use this kind of old 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 recordings when I was not doing it for podcasts so I over talk and I laugh It just it's I know you're right I know it's worse to keep
1: Holiday. No, I'm kidding you a hard time, but you you listen to your own shit? No, I don't. <laughs> to enlighten our
0: listeners, some of the interviews and conversations you had were taken from times when you were just like recording it on your phone with a phone call or something like that, and it wasn't like it wasn't like in a studio where like all right, here we go. Exactly. And so, you weren't you weren't being yourself that you may have wanted to be for a big podcast. I
2: was being my real self, which is obviously what I don't want to be. Um, which
0: is terrible. It
2: is. Idiot. Because it was originally, it was originally like an oral history for Esquire, and like I did like twelve hours of interviews with Brett, and that was what he didn't. That was, that was it, right? With so many, but I, I had I been doing it for the podcast, I would have you know shut up.
0: We're having a hard time getting him for an hour, so
1: wow, how'd you get twelve? We're new friends with Brett. You know, what I mean, we we went to dinner. Um, we 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 have an email correspondence. Where did which you a, guys
2: go? Where did you guys go for dinner?
1: We went to a place called Horses, um, which is like on it's new-ish. It's on Sunset. That's right. We wanted to put, you know, we he he, I'm sure was aware of it, but we wanted to put him on to something new. You know what I mean? It was kind of the goal. I spoke with him this morning.
0: He, I believe, he requested in so many words, um, the next time a more maybe a more quiet spot. <laughs> he, he likes a quiet spot. Yeah,
1: but I I think that he is a very, I mean. It's a very interesting thing cuz kind of obviously we are in the exact wheelhouse of his book like I grew up I read those books in high school you know what I mean like yeah. he, and I've seen the movies but the books were much more impactful for me cuz I think I read them when I was a little younger of course
2: Yeah
1: I think what's so interesting about him particularly is that he's kind of stayed relevant the whole time He's amazing Even if you even if you hate him yeah. you know what I mean it's still like unavoidable and and I think overall it's like mm-hmm. he's kind of considered this this like beacon that people want to hear from
2: who's comparable that i don't think is somebody
1: no i i agree and i mean i i think his podcast is great and even like the way that he does it where he reads like a fucking monologue you know i would say I mean? keith McNally's comparable <laughs> yeah that's the only one
2: maybe that's right
0: in terms of yeah in terms of the polarizing thoughts on him but just like keith's instagram comments are just written so Perfectly. Now
1: you're like, you know what? I gotta keep checking. I gotta keep checking.
2: Like everybody's so careful now. Everybody's so uptight. You know? They're yes. not. And it's just it's so great. I th-
1: I think during the during the Trump years yeah. and shit, it was pretty incredible to listen to. I'm like, damn, this this guy is saying what needs to be said to some extent.
0: Lily, after after talking to all these people who have done that well from from Brett to Eve and everyone else in between, has that affected the way you control yourself and the way you're saying things or like how would you rate yourself on that on that scale you did say heavy person on the plane so that's in 2022 that's enough to lose your job so you are walking <laughs> the line
2: i'm like no but i mean like I, I just feel like if you don't have like courage you just shouldn't be doing any you know one different line of work but it's just like the uptightness yeah there's just like you have these conversations with people and you do not believe that they're talking to you like human to human Do you know, Uh there just seems like a basic insincerity to everything that they say. And it's so common now. And it's like an epidemic. And so anyone who doesn't do that, I I consider those people like, um, it's almost like a libido thing. Like, um, it's almost like a sex energy. Like they, they go on, speak di- <laughs> they speak directly and it's like exciting to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like some, somebody who opens up a conversation with something self-deprecating or anything. An honest, anything that could be offensive to somebody and they don't care. Yeah. Suddenly your, your heart is a rock.
2: Yes. That is exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: That is. And it's funny. Cause actually like with Brett and Trump, I actually just wish he would just admit he sometimes tries for a pose of neutrality when he's talking about Trump. I'm like, just admit he turns you on. (laughs) I don't mean Trump sexually his type, but I mean like, He is just turned on by this guy's energy. Just say it.
0: Just fuck him, so we could all move on.
2: All move on, because that's what's (laughs) exciting about Trump. I know it. It's not actually Trump's like politics, because Brett's not conservative. You
1: know. No, that's an interesting point. I mean, the politics are awful, but the entertainment value is high, and I think it's something people couldn't. There's a
0: lot of entertaining people (coughs) who I do not want to have sex with. Yeah, no, no,
2: no, that's
1: a good. Yeah, that's a good.
2: And and also, I I don't know why I feel like the need to parse this. I don't actually think he is physically attracted to Trump. He has a totally different taste in, in men.
0: Oh no! Of course not. No, no, no! But it's
2: like that energy, you know, that energy he has.
0: Like when you see like a like a male tiger, yes. take a female tiger in nature, and it's like, yeah, this just is. This has to be done. <laughs> I'm doing it.
1: This has to be done. <laughs> I mean, things are just so. Everything is so divisive now that it's like you. You do. I mean, you know, you got to be careful to some extent, be. no matter of who course. you are. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that anybody in his position. Or even in your position gets blowback, you know. You know what I mean? I, I think that the, but like what you said, I, I do think there is some sort of. If you're going to do anything that's public facing, you have to be ready to to get shot at.
2: Everybody has a fucking opinion now, and you know, Twitter magnified it. Just opinions were are awash in opinion, so it's like you had to you had to be tough tougher about it. But it was like it's funny because now I'm thinking because like there was this kind of a pot. Like I was making sure everybody knew that I voted for Biden, and then I gave money to Bernie before I was talking about how into to Brett I was. <laughs> you know, like i been like I just want you to know. You know, I didn't I didn't down there <laughs> in
1: Tribeca if they don't if you don't got if you don't have a Biden sticker on the 500 you're gonna you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you might. You might get taxed higher somehow. You've got a target
0: on your back.
2: No, no, somehow it'll get worse for me. I
1: mean, I can't even imagine what the private school scene is like. Oh, baby. Oh, no. And yeah,
2: we are in it. That is right.
1: <laughs> Cut the tension with a knife. Well, you were we, were, we were mentioning Air Mail earlier,
0: um, which is a publication that is kind of like a quintessential Chris Black mm-hmm. publication, but uh, I don't make enough money to read it myself. So... <laughs> Where 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 do you as a writer st- stand on that you know and on that position? Are you an airmail girl? But also as a writer, I know it doesn't bring a ton of money in.
2: No no no, no. but I, I think I'm an I don't know editor at large or writer at large for them. Um, well I love Graden, I love Graydon because Graden was the first. me too. Love him. I, I personally love him, and he was the first to publish me, and he took a chance on that Eve piece. He was great. Um, and then the other one, I'm I'm it's Vanity Fair. I write for Vanity Fair still. Um, but I mean. You know, podcasting now takes up more of my time, and then I, I'm not allowed to say. I know this sounds silly, but like <laughs> making a document, the, <laughs> the the Tracy thing is being is being is, being, is being an option. Is being made. Oh. something.
0: congrats, congrats.
2: Thank you.
1: Now, who's Hollywood Eve now, bitch? You know what I'm saying? That's I what you're am. telling your haters. <laughs> that's what you tell those haters. Yeah, fuck so, y'all. So, you're, all right.
0: so, when you do when you do a podcast that's like this, like a a, a narrative kind of yeah. podcast, not a conversational one like this. Do you have that in the back of your mind of like, I'm, I need to shape this to, so it gets picked up by Hulu or Netflix or I'm just trying to put out a pod?
2: I don't think about it like that. I, I mean, I have to think about it as an end in and of itself or I'll get like fucked up in my head. Like I, I won't be able to do it. But um, mm-hmm. I do, th- to me, it's like I come from like a book background, but it just seems like people read less and less. I've noticed that. Yeah, right. And I mean, I read all the time, I, you know, but I, people don't. But I, I feel like I feel like um, the podcast if you're doing narrative, it kind of lets you do everything a book does. Plus the quotes talk. You know, I always feel like when Brett was describing having quotes like talk. the quotes talk. And I remember when Brett was describing to me, you know, he got into this kind of nonfiction class as a freshman. And it was a big deal. And this would be with Joe McGinnis, who was going to get less than zero published, help him get that published. And he said he got in there and it was only open to upperclassmen. And he goes, boom, you know, four of the girls went for me. And he's quiet. And he goes, I think I even had sex with one of them. And then he's quiet again. And he goes, if you can call it sex. And then he's quiet again. And he's like, he's sort of lay there. And it's like funnier when you hear him say it.
0: I mean, it's not only is it funnier, it's just a hundred times better in every single way.
2: Yes, that's what I think, you know? than lying flat on the page, you know? Oh, well, I'm glad
0: that you're coming over to audio with me, Rogan, all the guys. It's (laughs) finally, you're finally home. The death of the written word, says Lily. (laughs)
2: Or it's just mutating forms. I mean, I it just, it seems no, like, I
1: think that, I think that this is going to be a more common, you know, I think that you're probably in the early stages of, of this happening, but I think it's going to be more common where it's like, yeah. it's, it's in some ways like less work, you know what I mean? Because you have, I, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. money wise and time wise it could be more money less time it depends on how you do it you know so yeah. it's like why would you
0: also more sustainable for the environment you know i'm right i'm trying to save those trees lily
1: oh, of course there's no trees
2: glacial coke or or, or, gatorade glacial blue i'm very concerned Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) for for our (laughs) polar ice so can i (laughs) can i pitch you my airmail ideas i didn't realize you were an editor at large
0: i would love to hear some of these chris i don't
2: actually edit anything but chris you're in the middle of a thought
1: no all i care about is airmail lily don't worry that's like honestly (laughs) it's been a i mentioned it in the i mentioned it in our new york times story about the podcast and um uh, it it really I heard from the staff over there that was uh, it was a blaze in the in the slack at 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 airmail. And I said that makes me very happy because it's it's the only it's one of the only things I pay money for that's like online.
2: I love that. No, I think he does a great job. and it, it, he's got like um a real sensibility, you know, like his I was remember he gave me my book party for 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 the eve Babbitts and set the way really in. And he had just left Vanity Fair and he didn't have like a cadre of assistants, you know, the way he usually Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm.
1: I know a few former assistants. I've heard the stories. Lawsuits pending.
2: (laughs) I was like, I'll try to do the invitation or I got my husband, my poor long-suffering husband to like put together an invitation and I sent it to Graydon and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. This looks like an invitation to a book party in Poughkeepsie. You know, (laughs) you
1: know,
2: and you did something that looked great. You know,
1: see that's see that's the kind of I'm the Graydon Carter of this podcast, so I feel (laughs) he's he's a
0: problematic
1: white man of this podcast.
2: (laughs) Are we all problematic white men? Not me. You're the worst.
1: (laughs) You just you just hide it well under that beautiful head of hair. Um, I I don't think that, but I I do think that it's uh, is it rare for someone to contribute to both at this point, or or is there a lot of people that cross company lines?
2: I actually think it is because he left Vanity Fair. I, yeah. I think it is unusual, but nobody's nobody's bugged me about it. They've both been great.
1: No, I mean as long as you're doing that, yeah.
0: I think or that or you know if understood. you're subscribing to Airmail, you can if you can afford to also subscribe to Vanity Fair. <laughs> my
2: feeling. it's all yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> to see what's going on in the Hamptons and stuff like that. You know,
1: Vanity Fair is nine dollars a year, <laughs> and Airmail's Air fifty, I think, or twenty. I, you know, Airmail's it's not cheap for those emails, bro. But those emails are designed nicely. And don't forget, Jason, your, your little, your chick, Cassie David, you know, you, you like her stuff.
0: I haven't read any of her work because of the underlying paywall issue we talked about earlier. <laughs> I don't like that Larry David wears an airmail hat on curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't like that. One, I one don't like that future either. canceled old man supporting <laughs> another future canceled old man. The whole thing stinks.
1: <laughs> no, I think that I think that the it's a platform we need and that's why I'm glad they raised 17 million dollars or whatever it was. That's that's what felt good. <laughs> it felt so good to send that 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 announcement into the group chat. Cuz
0: that that Odeon
1: salmon ain't cheap. No, it's re- It's it's really not. I
0: want I wanted to talk about podcasting the um the podcast you do um about the Bennington Tol- Bennington College uh alums back in back in the eighties. Yeah. You know, for, for a lot of podcasts I'll listen to that are kind of this style, narrative, documentary style, whatever, it's you could sort of tell or it's like a it's a fine line of like the how much of this script was like penned perfectly for the creator to interject their their flavor of writing or their you know their anecdotes and colloquialisms and all those little things versus just kind of telling the story how do you balance out like the story itself the cold hard facts versus your 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 own personal thoughts on the matter
2: it's a very good question i mean it's just instinct i mean i've been doing this for a while i mean not the podcast part but writing a book or writing a magazine article to me it's just not that different i mean you just don't want to be talking Too much, but I also like analysis. I mean, I like when someone kind of puts things together for me too. you know, when I'm reading or or, or listening. So, yeah, yeah. in my favorite, like my favorite writer, I I was, I always feel like I've never been in my time, you know, like, what do you call it? Moonwalking the future. Mm and mm-hmm. um, like in 1992 I turned 14 August 9th 1992 and that's when I started reading Pauline kale you know who wrote for the New Yorker but she wasn't running for the New Yorker anymore
1: so you feel you feel like you're we call that uh born at the wrong time
2: yeah born at the wrong or, or maybe I only like to look at things in hindsight like it's weird to me now like I was thinking about doing something on Courtney Love, and, you know, I was the exact right age to be into Nirvana, but I I never paid attention, except now, like, when I'm in a grocery store and I hear, like, come as you are, I'm, like, paralyzed, like I'm back in, you know, high school, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I seem to be only able to deal with it when I'm a few years out of it.
1: I think we need you on the Courtney Love beat. I think that that she... I think she's probably calmed down.
2: I think so, too, and she was writing me. She was supposed to be in Bennington Class of '86, so she was like, "Oh,
1: I didn't, I didn't know she graduated high school. So that's good. To no, she know. was like
2: in reform school. I think she was like in juvenile. Oh, but somehow she was gonna, you know, Bennington. You didn't have to have a high school diploma. You didn't have to have. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. Okay, you just okay. had to have a little do re me.
2: not even, not even, because they actually, they it was the most expensive school in the country, but they had a ton of financial aid. It was a crazy school. Oh, okay. So
1: if I'm a, if I'm a high school dropout, I could, so I could just sign up right now and head over there. Or you think it's changed? And
2: they had something like a ninety percent acceptance rate. Like it was a crazy. That's
1: better. That's better than Orange. That's better than Orange County Community College, where Jason did a couple algebra classes.
0: I think that's because that's because ten percent of America could afford to go there. That's why they had a <laughs> ninety no, percent. I that really joke and it's
2: funny because it was it was the most expensive school in America, but it was also had like a lot of financial aid kids.
0: But Chris, in order to qualify for financial aid, you have to show some exceptional talents, Chris, and you can't just like. Telling somebody on Slack to change a, a slide 23 of a deck is not going to be enough to get you pushed through. It
2: might be. If you were applying in 1982, it might have worked for you.
0: <laughs> okay, so, I mean, if you were to do a Courtney Love saga like this, yeah. is there, I mean, is it just kind of like her general life and how she ended up being here or is there a specific thread oh, that no we i have a weave? very
2: specific angle on this very okay thing. i'm not i'm not like gonna blow my load could you
0: this- lay it all out could you blow your proverbial load here a lot of people listening to this podcast work in the audio space so they might want to pick it up
2: <laughs> i'm not blowing my load i'm not sure yet but I, I want her yeah i'm gonna wait to blow it to her
1: but you're in touch with her and she's down
2: no no i don't know she was in touch with me when we were when she was talking about we were in touch like a lot this fall, and then she seemed like she like lost patience with me. But I don't know why. I don't know how I offended
1: you. So you're saying you had the fish on the hook, and then that you lost The
2: Fish jumped off. But I am gonna go chase after her again because I want. I you know I think she's kind of great. Um,
1: she's a great girl. Slippery little salmon though, huh? Yeah, I
2: don't know. But you know, like for Eve, I chased Eve for years and years. I mean, she wasn't seeing anybody. The,
1: the patience, because I, I know a few people like you. You know what I mean? That can that, that do this yeah. for a living. And it's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting approach to life where it's like, this could be a five year thing. Yeah. Or it could never work, but I'm gonna just keep plugging away at it because there's no other way. There's no approach.
2: other way. It's like a long seduction. And it, my we-
1: husband's a doctor, so I can afford to kind of go on these journeys
2: <laughs> that may or may not be fruitful. <laughs> yes. we
1: do have a nanny. It's fine, you know. It's fine. She's only here three days a week. <laughs>
2: three, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. You need for sure. You need all these things. You definitely need some money. But um, but like even like with bread, it was like you know, like doing Bennington. I mean, we know we'd known each other for a long time. It just see, this it takes a while. Like, and also for people yeah. to kind of open up and this, that, and the other.
1: Do you could, but now like a Brett, is that like that you consider him a friend at this point oh, yeah. or is it okay? Okay.
2: But he's also a subject, you know, it's like, there's always that detachment and he's, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, it's a personal relationship, but he is my subject.
0: Lily, if he, we feel the same way about so many of our how long gone guests. I bet, Oftentimes right? they're friends, but. You know, you're also a subject
1: and a source of income. Yeah, Jason would like Charlie XEX to be a little more than a subject, but unfortunately that is that hasn't (laughs) Chris, come on. That hasn't that unfortunately we haven't really crossed that bridge yet. You know what I mean? So we'll get there one day. We'll
2: get there. No, but it but it is a weird thing because it's it's a weird kind of like my attitude is like I'm sure it's creepy being on the end of my fascination, right? Because it's like kind of clinical and kind of detached, and it's endless, and I'm always looking at you, and I don't drink, and you maybe drink, and they know that too, and a uh-huh. weird thing, a weird dicey thing for them as well.
1: Yeah, but I think people in that position, the reason they're going to participate, even if it takes a long time for you to, you know, beat them into submission, they want it. They like they, they like being it. fucking famous. <laughs> that, that's what I say all the time. It's like, how they do you guys it. get? How do you guys get these guests? I'm like, because people want to fucking talk about themselves, guys. It's not rocket science. Like, we all have giant egos, and we love for them to be stroked uh, free of charge
2: in just the right way. Yeah,
0: yeah, you, yeah. If I was a celeb and I was a drinker, and I'm, you know, all these things are going on, and you're you're coming at me, and you're just like staring at me. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. <laughs> my, and like, like this bitch has dubious intentions, but also it could. I
1: like it, and I don't want it to stop.
2: Yeah, no, and it's weird, and it it does, it does feel like it's like I'm going to violate you. Are you going to let me violate you, Lily?
1: You ask, Lily asked for consent, and that's why she's a cool chick.
2: I totally asked for consent, but it's like it is like a, it is like a weird it's like a weird thing. Well, when you get Brett on, you have to ask him what it's like being on the other end of that.
0: Brett, Brett, Brett. Yes, you did all these mo- lessons, your American Psycho. What I want to know: what was it like to be interviewed by Lily?
2: <laughs> Violated. Violated. Uh. <laughs>
1: got <laughs> to use some sensational yeah, language right, yeah, you got to use some sensational
2: language. you
1: got to use a better that's verb funny. that's a great that's a great point i mean <laughs> let's say courtney's at the top of the list how long is the list how many targets do you have
2: that's it, that's it. she's it i want her
1: you're locked the fuck in
2: yeah
0: what's tracy lords up to
1: nowadays
2: i think just you know having a career in hollywood i mean that's what she's up to i mean and that was like fun too because that was like that was quite the subculture like that 80s video vixen valley world i mean it was you know, seedy. I really loved it.
0: Do you like to be an observer of the seedy world or do you ever participate in anything seedy yourself?
1: Definitely not.
2: Definitely not. Exactly. (laughs) No.
0: If you were to, what might that be? Go to a place where you could step on rodents or something.
2: I always stayed away from any of that stuff. I worried I'd just go totally crazy. Yeah. No, no, no rodents. Um, (laughs) I always like, i got kind of my, my old editor at Vanity Fair used to make fun of me. Like, like you on cocaine, that would be the like that would be appalling, you know. Uh-huh. I would stay away from certain things, but I just know, like I, I would want it so bad. Like I know there's certain things, like mm-hmm. having more energy, never sleeping. They never shutting off. Oh heaven, you know, so like heroin doesn't appeal to me at all.
1: Well, you got to try it. Trust me. It's it's pretty good. I'm not going to don't rule it out. So
0: you get sad when it's sleepy time?
2: I have to take so I think <laughs> I take your drink. I have to take Nyquil every night. Like I cannot just go to sleep. What? So I've been doing it every night since I was like 18 so my liver is probably in a
0: horrible. Yeah, well, I was going to say the inside of
1: your body is a war zone, but now it's confirmed. So you put you put the kids to bed at 7? You you and Bay put on billions, and then you're staying up till you're, you're up till two in the morning. Are you morning. are you
0: smoking NyQuil at this point? <laughs> yeah, you hot, hot knifing NyQuil.
2: I have this whole system like I have to have it before I have dinner because you you eat it like with food in your stomach. No, no, it won't work
1: before dinner. You. You literally, okay, so you're saying you take, what time do you take it?
2: Like
1: eight. And what time do you go to bed?
2: Man, that's a whole process. Like, (laughs) it's just a whole process. It's like, that's just, that's step one, the the 8 p.m. night quote before dinner.
0: Lily, I'm glad that your life is, your life is just, it sounds, you know, when you see those two giant stones that grind together to make corn, to make flour out of corn. I know that's your brain at all times, but you have such a, a beautiful cheery demeanor out into the world that I'm proud of you, but I'm also worried that you're just teetering on, on a fine, fine
1: line.
2: I, I need to get to Glendale and I need to get there fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer to all your, that's the answer to all your problems.
0: Okay. Last question. When you're on vacation, even if, if you even take vacations, are you able to just sit on a chair and, and uh, enjoy a beautiful view?
2: No, oh, no. I am like, what do you call it? Adedonia. No, I, like, I, 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 so my parents, you're going to like, you're going to love this. My parents have a place in Nantucket.
1: Oh, baby. I could tell. We, we did the math with the airmail. Go on.
2: Yeah. The, we read our airmail. And I, when I go there, it's essentially like being here. Like I have like an, like, so basically the kids can get into the sunshine and stuff, but I'm basically doing what I do here. Oh, okay. okay.
1: You're, you're a woman after my own heart. I, I tell you what.
2: Right, if they, along got, here. if they
1: got <laughs> Wi-Fi, I'll go there, and you guys can have your little fun in the ocean or whatever. You guys go ahead. We created.
0: I created my very own jail cell at the Nantucket house for me to enjoy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So my mom does monitor my NyQuil situations. So that's, that's the one. flying the ointment? She doesn't like the, the NyQuil. She goes I'm into
0: sure. your dop kit under the lining of your suitcase. That's exactly
2: and- right. She does. She knows where I keep it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then, and then she finds it, and she starts crying, and you hug her, and you start crying. I'm
2: sorry. People watching us, yes, do the secret video. That is essentially that is, my, that is my summer. That is my summer.
1: It's a never-ending. It's a never-ending never struggle. Damn. All right. Well, Lily, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. A pleasure. Um, what a ride! People can listen to podcasts wherever they listen to podcasts, and they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah,
2: I'm there. Instagram too, even though I don't post anything, but I am technically on there. They can watch me do nothing on these on these two different venues.
1: That's a perfect thing to do. But no, guys, check out the check out the Bennington podcast if you're interested in um, anything cool
0: and uh, and Hollywood's Eve as well
1: in stores. And we will we will be looking out for the Courtney Love expose that we desperately need. All right, thank you both. Thank you, Lily. Good to see you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Lily. Our pleasure.